All right, I'm with my friends, Stephen and Leslie Carrier, and what a blessing, privilege to have them there. Uh, thank you both for being here, and why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit what's going on in your life. Yes, yeah, so as uh, Jeff just said, we're Stephen and Leslie Carrier. We are uh, missionaries to Chile. Uh, we, we met, actually, sort of through the, uh, the training center here. I was I went to Crown College first when God was calling me into missions, and, and I came I went to Chile on a six-month internship, and I was able to go there and work with Jason Holt and really, really loved it. I got to go to a few other countries. Um, they tried to get me to go to Argentina for one. I didn't end up doing that. Um, well, well. But I uh, went there, but went to a few other countries, and I prayed about different ones, but I, Chile was the one that God really, I knew, like knit my heart with Amen. the heart of the Chilean people. And so I ended up coming back to Georgia and going to Vision, going with them as our mission board. And my mission board at the time, I was, I was single. And so I came back. I didn't know really anything about the training center or anything about any of this. And so I came back and I went to church that first night. And Leslie, my wife here, she was actually sitting um, near the front and um, with all, I guess, all the single <laughs> ladies down there. And so, so why were you sitting at the back then, Stephen? <laughs> no, I was, I was <laughs> one that tried a good view. That's right. <laughs> But I did. I think I sat midway. So um, anyway, so I, but during the handshaking time, Jeff, I did. I went down to the front. That's you know, right. I shook all the hands, and I remember her being the, the very very sweet lady. And uh, um, and so anyway, over time we got to know each other. She was here trained to be a missionary. She can probably tell about that. But we got to know each other, and um, ended up getting married um, about nine months later. And um, I told she 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 said she'd been to Panama and Costa Rica on different missions trips and and she loved the uh, Spanish speaking culture and Amen. I was like well I've got the perfect country for you you know and so <laughs> yeah. we, we got married and future yeah <laughs> we got married we went on deputation um, we actually um, not to get off into this we hit deputation and we were in kind of um, about the third of the way through it when COVID came and which was an interesting experience but hey we made it through Amen. and um, so then we. We ended up going to the field. We just got done. We went for two years, almost, almost completely two years. We came back early, like we said, to surprise our families for Christmas. But um, almost two years we were there working in Liberty Baptist Church. We were working with the Holtz. And um, and Tracy Pauver is there as well. The Shreves ended up joining yeah. us um, there toward the end. <laughs> um, but that's, that's what we, we've been doing. And we're excited because we're back here on a short-term furlough. And then we're Amen. going... Uh, we're going to, Lord willing, go back and start our first church. Amen. All right. Well, we have Leslie with us. She is a real Southern belle. This is a genuine <laughs> Southern belle. So, all right, Leslie, why don't you, from your side, how did you meet Stephen? Uh, well, let me ask you this. How did the interest of missions start in your life? And uh, then how did you meet Stephen? Well, um, I grew up in an independent Baptist church in LaGrange, Georgia, called Faith Baptist Church. And... Um, I wanted to be a missionary since I was 13 years old. Amen. I remember uh, growing up, loved missions. My daddy took several mission trips growing up, and uh, it was always a very a real interest to me. And uh, eventually, years later, I found the Our Generation Training Center, and uh, I went through the training center. I did not graduate, but I graduated with my M MRS degree. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I paid for her graduation. <laughs> I paid for her graduation. But me and Stephen, uh, we, we really hit off here, and I fell in love with his heart for God and his heart for missions. I'm like, That's the man that's going to do something for the Lord. Amen. And I loved it because I won't go marry nobody who ain't. Amen. Like, That'll preach. Because <laughs> I have, like, because I want to be a missionary. See or see. They say. Um, but, uh, but I forgot the part of question because I got distracted. Uh, all right. So, no, but. you guys, you guys met, um, <laughs> yeah. your, your desire for mission. All right. Let me ask you this. Um, so you and your sister, 
Uh-huh. Um, grew up in church, loving the Lord. Your parents took you. Uh, your mom is now with, with our Lord. Yes. And uh, we're uh, very thankful for you and thankful for the great godly influence that your mama had. Um, tell us some of the things that God did in your life through your parents uh, to bring you up you know, pretty much to give you that desire, not just to serve God, but specifically in the area of missions? Well, um, one of the things that really stood out to me when I was growing up was my mama always stayed home with the kids so that my daddy could go on these mission trips because he went all the way like Panama, Costa Rica. He went to the Dominican Republic. He went all over Peru, Thailand. And, um, and one thing I remember was him saying, Lisa, if, you didn't stay home with the kids. If you didn't let me go, then I couldn't have been like a blessing to all these people. I couldn't have got these experiences. And I saw my daddy's heart for helping others and serving others in missions. And like we would go do vacation Bible schools and um, all these kind of things. And I really, I was like, wow. I remember thinking to myself when I was little, like, if nobody goes and tells these people about Jesus, then who is? And yeah, if they don't hear, then they're going to die and go to hell. And I'm like, and I remember sitting in church, like um, a missionary had on this on the, the screen, and I forget who it was, but they had on the screen all these faces, and they were saying, and like just put, um, playing the slideshow over and over, like, if these people do not hear about Jesus, they will die and go to hell. What are you going to do about it? Amen. And I remember saying, Lord, I'll go. <laughs> Amen. And and my daddy and mama, they were always behind me. They always encouraged me to do what the Lord wanted me to do. Amen. And they didn't say, well, you need to go to school to get this degree or do that as a backup. There's like, all right, baby, if you want to serve Jesus, then do it. Amen. And actually, daddy told me, and mama would have if, if she was here. But daddy said, Leslie, I remember you running to our bed. At four years old, saying, I'm going to be a missionary. <laughs> Amen. And I was like, <laughs> what? Awesome. I said that? Of course, I was four. I didn't, I didn't know. You know? And, and yeah, and that's what he told me. I was like, Amen. oh, well. I'm like, look how, how God worked. Yeah. You Amen. Know? What a beautiful thing. All right, Stephen, I want to I want to switch over to you, and I want to ask you this. Uh, God's given you a rich heritage. Um, and your granddad, who I remember from my days at college, would preach, and uh, he served in Papua New Guinea, if I remember right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, you growing up, hearing from granddad, and uh, even maybe in a little bit about the story of your aunt, if that would be all right. Yes. So um, when I was growing up, missions wasn't really a strange thing to me, really, because um, I grew up with grandparents who were missionaries, and and the idea, they would go to uh, Papua New Guinea, and they were there for nearly 30 years, and he came back and ended up pastoring in Texas um, before he retired. But Back then, you didn't have what you have today. I remember they got e- I don't remember, but they got email. And apparently, that was just the big thing that you could actually get. You know, I, uh, I remember them calling. You know, they'd call once every six months, I think it was. And they could call for like an hour. And I think it cost them like $100 to do it or something. Wow. It was yeah. something ridiculous. And so um, they, they, they would do that. <clears throat> but, uh, and then you, and so that was, yeah, like you said, a very rich heritage. Uh, my, 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 all my grandparents um, were like the first generation to get saved. My, yeah. Them, and, and they got That's saved great. when they were 17, mm-hmm. and they were saved out of a, um un- unbelieving home, and they ended up raising their kids for the Lord. And then my other grandma, my other grandmother on the other side, she did as well when she was 20-something out of a Catholic background, and, okay. and then my grandfather later on. But um, So they had a daughter, my Aunt Misty, and she was going to Crown College, and she was, uh, we loved Aunt Misty. She was really, uh, yeah. I was only, I was seven, 
but uh, she would take us and do fun things with her, with us. And I just really remember really enjoying loving her. And, um, and so I remember one morning, uh, my dad woke me up on a Sunday morning and my sister and me, and you could tell like something's wrong. And we were seven years old. It's like the first thing, something big is really sure. ever impacted us. You know what I'm saying? When you're little, you don't think about you know things that could happen. And, and he said, you could just tell he was really, um, just see like he was mm-hmm. crying basically and and it, they he couldn't even start to tell me what had happened you know and so we're like what's wrong and, and finally it came out that somebody had died and i said um you know i hope it ain't aunt misty and he said yeah yeah it is and wow. so she'd been killed she got killed by a drunk driver when she was in bible college and she wanted to be a missionary yeah. and that's uh, so what she was going for and so um that was really our first experience with with that but then at the same time, she really, from what I know and understand, she had a real heart for the Lord yes, and, and, and all of the stuff she wrote. And even when I got older, I got to be 18, 19, 20 years old, and I was going toward a different path. And um, not a bad path, just, just sure. another one. And uh, the Lord started working in my heart about serving him full time, about my, my life mattering. And I remember even reading some of the stuff she wrote and thinking that her life was a life that mattered. Um, and, and that is a life that matters. And, and I just remember coming to the point where I— as well, I'd read the Bible. I'd read, uh, and where Jesus talks about taking up your cross and following Him. I'd read about, uh, I read Jim Elliot's and their, all their story. And I just remember coming to the point where it wasn't like this mo- moment where I was like the lightning struck, you know. And, and some, <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was just an over time, the process of this is what God wants in my life. Sure. And so that's kind of, and, and my family, as was Leslie's, was very supportive. Actually, my dad. I, I I told them I was kind of scared because I was two years into a university degree and I was like I hope they don't think I'm like flaky you know and and so I, I was like you know God. I remember I sat on the couch and I was like I believe God wants me to be a missionary and they sat there for a second and Dad goes oh you're serious and I was like yeah like I'm being legit they thought it was great and actually I was like okay well I, you know and I said I'm gonna finish out my semester here at the university that I'm in and then go to Bible college and um. I come home from classes the next day, and I remember the next day I came home from class, and Dad's like, "Steve, I hope you don't mind." I, I called Grandma, and Grandpa, and I told him I just was so excited. And I was like, "Okay, that's fine." And the next day, it's like I called my mom, and I told her, "I hope you don't mind." Yeah, my, my other grandmother, and so I was like, "Yeah." So they were very, they're very supportive and very yeah. happy for what we're doing. That's something really that helps us a lot when, we're, when we're not here. Yeah. Is like the idea we're not fighting against sure. people who are trying to keep us from yeah. doing yeah. what God wants us. Amen. To. That's a beautiful thing. And, you know, uh, it seems like both of your testimonies that it wasn't some abrasive, you know, I had this vision or, you know, God spoke from heaven. It was, you know what? My desire was to serve God. And that's a beautiful thing. I think any of our friends that would be listening could say, uh, you know what? God has been touching my heart or, um, you know, because we meet a lot of young people that they have a sensitive and a tender heart towards the Lord. That's a wonderful Mm -hmm. thing. Well, let me let me ask this. And, um, uh, Stephen, I do remember uh, my wife was in the uh, same dorm with Misty, and she just had a very genuine and a very mature walk with the Lord uh, for a young lady. And what an example that was. I mean, we say the same thing of, of Jim Elliott as a young man. I think he um, his life was taken when he was 25 and like just a strong and, you know, William Borden the same way, you know, just a strong, deep. And someone doesn't have to wait until they're later in life to have a strong, good walk with God. They could have it right now. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, and she, I don't know that I said it, but she was 21 when she passed away. And when you're little and seven, people talk about how young 21 is, and you're like, you say it's young because everybody tells you it's young. You know? <laughs> um, but then, yeah, when you get, now I'm 32 now, and when you get older and you're like, she was young. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and anything I would have 
uh, I guess I, I've had 11 more years to do something for God than what she got, right? And God gives us a certain amount of time to each do something for him. Right. Um, so the time we get. But like you were saying, yeah, you don't have to wait. You can start at any age. Yeah, you know amen. Amen. I think that's wonderful. Well, uh, we need to wrap up this session. Let, let me do it with one more uh, one more quick question. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you could correct me here. Uh, you were on the route. Uh, you were wanting to be a politician. Yes. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. And uh, you make a good politician, by the way. I mean, you got it. I don't know if that's a compliment I, or he, not. He has my vote. That's right. <laughs> you got mine too, buddy. I mean, you are good at it. I've read a lot of the stuff that you've written, uh, the way that you speak many times when you'll give a presentation or update. I mean, you really got it. So, uh, but I think many, many, why don't you share it this way? Cause I think sometimes we get the idea of, um, I want to do something. God might've changed it, but that means I have to throw it all out the back door. What are some of the ways that God has maybe used some of your preparation or some of your desire, uh, to, to now what you're doing, uh, serving the Lord? Is there anything that have maybe, uh, came over to that side? Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, uh, I wanted to be everything from when you were growing up. From I started as a missionary. It actually did at seven years old. I was going to be missionary to Japan. Um, that Amen. was about five minutes of that. And then, um, <laughs> five minutes of that. <laughs> uh, now, you know, a veterinarian, uh, you know, a forensic scientist at one point, and I hated science. So, um, but, oh, yeah. So, anyway, but growing, up, growing up, I did, uh, I really did enjoy public speaking is something that not people want to talk about how terrorized they are about sure. it. And um, it, it's not something I, I think I've even read like public speaking is something that people fear more than death. It's like the number one fear that people yeah. have. And to me, it's, I, I think it's fine. You get to say what you think. Everybody else has to stop and listen to you, you know? And so uh, I like it. And, uh, <laughs> it, it. But growing up in school, they would have these competitions and these, uh, it was in a Christian school, but they, they started putting me in these speech competitions to, uh, you'd have like 30 minutes to prepare an extemporaneous speech on, and it was something political usually. So I give these speeches and I just really enjoyed that. And uh, went into, I was actually going into broadcasting back when I was in 2010, back when I was graduated high school and then going into university. That was around um, when when Sarah Palin was, you know, well, had lost her vice presidential thing. But the route she had taken was she was a broadcaster and then she was like a mayor and then she was like a whatever and then she was a governor. And then, you know, I thought that's the route that I'm going to take, except I'm going to win. And so, <laughs> uh, which I was told later, nobody from Tennessee ever wins the presidential election. So, you know, hey, whatever. But um, so I was going to do that. I was going to broadcasting. I really enjoyed it. It did help me. I, I enjoyed the more in front of the camera thing. But it all that leading up to say God does give us each different talents, different sure. gifts. And that's something that originally I was going to use in a political sphere, but now I do. I, I preach. Um, it doesn't, uh, it just doesn't really bother me to get up in front of people. Um, I, I preach. And, but also I think in um, politics is learning how to deal with people a lot too. Sure. You know what I'm saying, and mm -hmm. you see what kind of leaders people are and what kind of leader you'd rather be than other people. Sure. And so um, that I think is another thing that, um, I guess, but mostly the public speaking thing. I just, I just really enjoy it Amen. And, and teaching. Well, I mean, what a wonderful thing. I mean, because uh, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, right? And so uh, people are going to trust Christ, but um, you're speaking to them, and that's how they're going to trust Christ, your example, your life. And, you know, both of you guys, you're a great example, and I appreciate both of you. I mean, you guys are just marvelous people. Uh, like, Leslie, <laughs> you're a ball of joy. Like, what a wonderful thing. Well, uh, let's close it out with this. Um, Leslie, if there's a young lady who's out there listening and says, uh, you know, whatever age it may be, 
I think I would like to serve one uh, God one day. What is something that she can do to keep that that fire going in her life, to keep that desire, you know, continue it, to unveil it as uh, so when they get older, they can continue and they can serve the Lord. Right. Um, I think the one thing I would say to you out there, if you're listening, is um, keep serving Jesus. Do not quit. Read your Bible and learn to love the Lord and um, love people. Keep like if you have somebody in your church that needs help with something, just serve it. Don't complain. Just do it. And and always ask God to give you a heart for him and for others. And he can do so much with your life. Amen. He can use you. And if you're willing, then he will send you. Yep, you know what I'm right. saying? Amen. 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 That's good stuff. Thank you both for being with us today. I appreciate it very much. God bless you. Thank you for spending this time with us.